You're listening to From Fear to Love. I'm your host, Alma Lee. Good morning. Happy Monday. I want to talk about living in fear. Living in fear. Quite literally, from fear to love. (laughs) Cognitions. You ever heard of that term? You've probably heard me say this in previous podcasts or in various social media posts. Cognition. It's a fancy word for a belief. It's a fancy term for The way you see yourself, the way you see the world, the way you perceive the world to see you. It's just the, it's how you metabolize your existence. It's your cognition. Um, According to psychologytoday.com, psychologytoday.com, I love the way that they put it because it says in their definition, cognition refers quite simply to thinking. So we are all individuals. We are all individuals. What makes us us. What makes us us? Think about that. Think about the differences in personalities. Think about the differences in how people sort of move through this life and how they uh, metabolize, interpret, understand the world around them. Now, here's what I want you to do. And, And the point and purpose of this is to help you better understand yourself, especially if you are engaging in problematic behaviors. Um, this is a journey that I've been on personally, as well as what I embark upon professionally. I would never do something and never, you know, uh, set forth on a goal or an objective as a means of assisting other people if I did not have an intimate understanding of what it means, at least to me personally. Living in fear. Let's, I want to specify this. This, this will come up in successive topics and in successive episodes of From Fear to Love because cognition is such a broad term. I can't sit here and encapsulate what this means in a holistic state, just as a cognition, I could sit here and define what cognitions are. But what I want to do today is I want to talk about the individuals, the people out here in this, in this world that exist in a constant state of fear. Think about that. You're an adult, you're moving through this life and no doubt that you're, you're in some type of a professional capacity where maybe you, you hold responsibilities or you're a parent. Um, you, you may have uh, certain responsibilities, you know, in your family, maybe your extended family, where other people perceive you as this individual who has all their, you know, has their act together, got their head screwed on straight, got their spine stiffened. You have all the answers in the mindset of other people around you. That is a huge burden to bear, especially if you're trying to embark upon a journey of of wellness. If you're trying to heal and you're trying to go through this life and kind of clean up your messes and look in the past and say, God, you know, I've, I've made some errors here. I've, I've, I have treated people poorly. I have behaved in a subpar way that has been unfair. Why, why do people do that? Well, a big part of it is fear. And society, by and large, does not allow adults to, you know, there is a stigma, rather. There is a stigma for people to admit that they are afraid. Think about it. 
it, you know, there are, there are those individuals that can go through this life and willfully participate and say, I am scared. This, this frightens me. There are people who can, you know, openly admit that they have fear and, and maybe people who engage in problematic behaviors, they can say that they're existing in fear, but it doesn't really hold a whole lot of water if that individual does not have the capacity to actually change their behavior. What do I mean by that? What am I talking about? You know, if you're living and existing in a bubble of fear, constantly, consistently moving through your life in a state of fear, think about what that means. And think about if this is something that you can attach to, you know, in in your life. Um, Are you moving through this life constantly worried about being triggered? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about where that fear comes from. Okay, so let's say you're an adult, you're a professional, you have a family, you have responsibilities, you have people in your circle, personally and professionally, that depend upon you to make decisions. I'm going to just throw that out there and say that that's, you know, by and large, the majority of the listeners in this show. Well, when someone else is counting on you, and they rely upon you to come to the table with a particular mindset there is an implication there, at least by us, to not function in a state of fear. I mean, we all feel fear. We all get afraid from time to time. There's no, there, well, there shouldn't be shame in it, but there is shame in it. Let's just be honest. There's a lot of shame. There's a lot of stigma in admitting that you're fearful, especially for men. I think it's, I think it's easier overall, gener- generally speaking, for women to admit that they're fearful. I think that it ties more into the feminine side of, of things. I mean, we could dig into the underpinnings of what that means too. If you admit that you're fearful, are you admitting to being feminine? Are you admitting that, you know, you, you have feminine qualities and maybe that doesn't tie into your social grooming? Maybe that doesn't tie into what the people in your circle expect from you, like that would be a shameful response to say that you're fearful, which equates being feminine. I mean, we could talk about that too, because, you know, at least in Western culture, Western society in certain pockets of America and North America, where there are very, very rigid mindsets when it comes to the division of roles, gender roles, fear, Fear is attributed to what? What is what does what does being fearful mean? Does that mean that you're less of a person? Does it mean that you're less of a man? Does it mean that you don't have the capacity to function as a reliable adult because you express a feeling of fear? When you say to someone, I am afraid of this particular situation, I'm afraid of getting on that roller coaster. Why are you afraid of getting on that roller coaster? Well, um, I'm scared of heights. I'm, I'm fearful of being out of control. I'm fearful that, um, I might get hurt and I won't be able to walk anymore. I'm, af- I'm afraid of the pain of an injury. I'm afraid of expressing my fear outwardly and then having people shame me for it. You know, you could attribute fear to a lot of different circumstances and situations as an adult. Because, you know, our fear is something that is directly tied to experiences as a child. 
when we are little kids. We, you know, I've said it before, we're, we're little, when we're born into this world, we only understand two emotions. There are only two emotions, fear and love. And everything that we exist in emotionally is derivative of either a love response or a fear response. If we grow up and are uh, in an environment where we are um, affirmed in who we are, we are, um, it's emphasized our value and our worth is emphasized. We are given the reassurance that we are worthy of love and affection and we're worth being taken care of. Then we typically you know, in a non-neglectful, non-abusive environment would respond to that having a, a mindset that is derivative of a love response. But for those of us who grew up in an environment where we are, con we were consistently on edge, we were uh, consistently having those cortisol hormone responses due to a high level of anxiety, which is a result of being constantly on guard because our caregivers were abusive, neglectful, we were constantly worried that when's the next time we're going to get screamed at? When's the next time we're going to get beat? You know, hearing the voice of the abuser, the caretaker, whoever it was that created a sense of fear can culminate in the development of the personality based in fear. So is that you? Are you an adult who moves through life consistently worried that somebody's going to yell at you? Someone's going to abandon you. Someone's going to hurt you. Someone's going to uh, trigger your shame response. A lot of adults, and I see this a lot, uh, and, and, and I experience this, which is why it's, it's so intimately familiar to me as an individual, is I know exactly what it feels like to move through life worried that someone's going to misjudge me or, uh, or, or judge me or trigger my shame response. Now I can say without hesitation that I have done an enormous amount of work on myself that I no longer tie into those feelings of shame consciously, but it's always there. It's always there. And so whenever I get triggered because of the things that are intrinsically tied into my personality development, I am aware of it. Therefore, the trigger that I ex experience is, is much, it's very reduced this day and age because of the therapy that I've done. And so the reason that I share that with you is that you can do that as well. So do you live in a constant state of fear? Are you, um, better yet, are you okay and calm and, and capable? Maybe you're a professional. Maybe you're someone that other people go to to find answers and you're okay. You're perfectly fine until you get triggered. Until someone does something or says something to you that causes that fear response and then all of a sudden you react to it and then you react in a way that you feel out of control. Is that you? And, and again, you know, maybe listening to this right now, if this feels very familiar to you, this is not, this is not me attempting to shame you. Bear in mind that if you're feeling shame, that just means that you just need to work with a therapist. That's all that means. I'm telling you right now, man, therapy is your friend. I'm sitting here today. I'm able to function as an independent adult because of therapy, because I had a third party person give me feedback that I so desperately needed to hear. And basically therapy 
and this is something kind of I came up with myself (laughs) in my experiences, is that therapy, basically what it does is it works in alignment with your intuition. Think about that. I say it often to my clients, to you, the listener, that you have all the answers that you need within yourself. And I firmly believe that. I truly believe that if we have the capability of tying into our own intuition and our own higher self, your intuition is your higher self. If we can lean into our intuition and our understanding of what is right and what is correct and fair, if we can lean into that, then we will be able to move through this life in a much healthier fashion. But if you're wounded and you have cognitions that are incorrect, it is almost virtually impossible to connect with your intuition because you've been groomed to believe something that is vastly different. So if you have a therapist, a therapist will help you connect with your intuition. That's basically what therapy is. Think about that. So if you haven't had the opportunity to work with a therapist, the therapist doesn't give you anything except help you validate yourself through your own intuitive response in understanding who you are. You know underneath all of the garbage that you've experienced in this life that you're a valuable person. You know underneath all of the abuse, abandonment, neglect, everything that that was said to you as a child that was incorrect, you know what the answers are underneath all of that garbage. And that's all it is, is garbage. And it's garbage that has created a fear response. This bubble of fear. And you can function just fine until you get triggered. Here's what's happening. This is what I'm seeing. Is that... Folks like you and I who have experienced abuse, trauma, neglect, you name it, moving up, trying to be independent people, trying to cultivate our relationships, trying to be successful in our professions, we move through this life and we do so for the most part really well, really well until we get triggered, until we interact with someone who says something or does something that, man, just a flashpoint causes that child, that little kid in that thick of that terrible, fearful moment of, you know, six years old and you're getting smacked around or you're getting yelled at and you're told that you're worthless. And that in horrible core memory, that core trauma fear response bubbles up. Like it, it doesn't even bubble up. It just comes raging to the forefront to protect us, right? As adults has no business being in that moment. Maybe you're in a staff meeting. And somebody says something to you and all of a sudden you feel like you're shrinking. You feel like you're less than. You have this horrible, fearful shame response. And then what happens then? Does this sound familiar to you? And then what happens then is that you feel the need to attack. Maybe you need to project uh, upon that person because, oh, damn it, I'm an adult now. I can defend myself. Maybe you feel compelled to protect that inner child because you feel that your inner child has been attacked in that staff meeting. That other person, <laughs> that other person, you know this logically, that other person's not attacking the, the child in you. That other person is probably attacking an idea or maybe they have an idea about who you are. Maybe you trigger them. Did you ever think about that? Maybe you guys trigger each other. You know, 
that's something to absolutely consider. But you have to understand what your triggers are and you have to understand how you're responding to your triggers because that's where a lot of these problems lie. A lot of these problems lie when they bubble up and they come raging to the forefront when we get triggered. We end up projecting behaviors, inappropriate behaviors, to other people. We attack. We name call. Maybe you've become somewhat abusive in your behaviors. Maybe you're a tyrant. Are you, are you recycling the past through your behavior? And by that behavior... And, and recycling the past by projecting your own triggered response upon other people around you, you know, and you're, you're doing that over and over again. Are you magnifying your own shame response? Because you know your intuition is telling you that your behavior is inaccurate. It's incorrect. You should not be behaving this way. But then you feel like you're out of control. You feel like you can't do anything about it but to pretend like it doesn't exist. Pretend that you're not doing anything wrong restricting your ability to be accountable to your behavior because a lot of people struggle with accountability because they feel like it is a magnification of that shamed response in that inner child. All I'm saying to you is this. Understand, sit down, take a breath. I'm going to do a uh I'm going to do an episode on meditation um probably in the next coming days or so and I'm going to teach you what the value is in meditation and and help you understand why it's important to do that and help you understand and basically just kind of be a friend to you and to give you permission to engage in that response and help you sort of navigate through that and and to work towards bettering yourself elevating yourself repairing the damage uh behaving better treating the people in your sphere better having the understanding of what your triggered response is. Doing better. Cleaning up your messes. Understanding your cognitions. Understanding why you live in fear. And, and the thing is, is that it's just a waste of time. Moving through this life, living in fear, thinking that everybody's out to get you, or thinking that everybody is a screwball, everybody's going to, you know, beat you down or, or look to disrespect you. Um... The thing is about that is like, yeah, that part of that is true. You do have to keep up healthy boundaries with other people because other people are traumatized too. Other people have uh, poorly uh, founded con uh, cognitions. I can't speak this morning. Poorly founded cognitions in how they behave as a basis of their own experiences in life. So yeah, there, there are going to be people out there that you will interact with that treat you unfairly that trigger that response in you. Awareness is key. When you understand why you act the way you do, then you can understand better, healthier ways of moving through this life so that you can relieve yourself of all of this unnecessary garbage, this fear response, so that you can cultivate healthy reciprocal relationships with other healed people. I know that's what I want to do. Um, I know that I have in the past given far too much of myself to people who just simply weren't where I was. They just really weren't. They, they, you know, were good people. I could see underneath that. I could see underneath the trauma. And that's part of being a therapist, right? People who move into these helping, uh, these helping professions, nurses, doctors, 
therapists, people who seek to help other people do better and live better lives, we tend to give too much of ourselves. We tend to express a little bit too much empathy, compassion, and we, we deplete ourselves unnecessarily. And it's only because we see underneath it, we see the potential and we see what that person can grow into. And, I, and that still holds true to this day. But <laughs> I have to put my money where my mouth is and I have to, you know, practice what I practice, what I preach, so to speak, and enforce healthy boundaries with, with individuals that simply aren't ready, that aren't ready to grow. They aren't ready to heal. Um, and it's unfortunate because I see a lot of wonderful, beautiful people that I've had opportunities to interact with in my work and in my personal life that just function in negative, uh, toxic Let's just be honest, toxic ways. And they, uh, you know, treat people poorly. And it's un- it's unfortunate. But you got to protect yourself. And I'm sure that you've dealt with that too. We all have. We all have. But it, it's all about doing better. It's all about recognizing the fear. It's all about understanding why we do what we do. Understanding our own dysfunctions, understanding our own toxic traits. Maybe that's a toxic trait of mine. <laughs> is that I've done I've done so much healing of my own that I express a need and a desire to see that in other people, and as a result, I end up depleting myself unnecessarily, and uh, and, and feeling like, well, I gotta I gotta do this because that, if I don't do this, then I'm not doing enough. So that's my toxic trait. That's something that I, that I still struggle with that I, you know, I call myself out on, so to speak, for for lack of a better term. But I just, uh, I just wanted to share that with you today and uh, give you some, some words of wisdom. Um, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts about that? What, how are you responding to feeling fearful when you say that you're fearful as an adult? You have shame attached to it. You don't want people to feel like you're weak. You don't want people to find out who and what you really are. Um, you know, back tying into, uh, I can think of a couple of, I can think of a couple of people that I've worked with over the years who were functioning in a state of fear. These were men who were in um, uh, heterosexual relationships and expressed to me uh, their own. Uh, ideas about being afraid of people seeing them as feminine. And then we dug underneath that two, two different people, two different gentlemen. And it came to the surface that they were questioning their sexuality. And here's what I'll say to that. And we'll, we'll close up. If there is something about you that you are afraid to share, you're afraid to share your history. You're afraid to share your childhood experiences with abuse you're afraid to share your um, uh, sexual, you know, ex- you know, you have these ideas about your own sexuality that make you uncomfortable or make you feel shameful, go talk to a therapist, really and truthfully, because I can sit here and talk on this microphone until I'm blue in the face, but you, you got to have that personal, intimate rapport building in a safe place to express yourself in order to process through your fear. It's important. You deserve it. You're worthy. And uh, journal. Journal. Write it down. Write it down. And if you're worried about somebody else reading it, lock it up when you're done. Lock it up or, heck, destroy it. I don't know. But it's important to get it outside of you. To get it outside, look at it, read it, understand it, organize it, 
feel it. That's how we process things, guys. And uh, I just want you to, I want you to experience your life from, from a joyful place. Uh, this is exhausting. Don't, aren't you tired? I know I am. I get tired of, of being fearful. I get tired of, you know, this is why I went on to my own personal journey. And I think that it, healing is a journey. I don't think that you really reach a place of being fully healed. I think that that's life in and of itself. But I, I want to express that to you and let you know that you're, you're, you deserve to, to heal. You deserve to have the ability to cultivate those healthy re- relationships with people that, that provide you with the safety that you seek. And to be able to understand yourself enough to the point that when someone else does start to trigger your fear response, that you can identify it without losing control. Isn't that great? You might always have the triggered response, but when you have the ability to control and understand and identify and say, oh, there that, there's that feeling again. This person is, is, you know, creating something in me. I'm having a response to them and their actions, but I'm not going to treat that person poorly. I'm going to understand that whatever they're doing right there and however they're treating me right now is on them. That has nothing to do with me. That's a beautiful place to get to. And so I would encourage you to embark upon that, to get to that place of calm comfort, at least so that you can identify what your triggers are when it comes to fear. I hope you have a great day. From fear to love, this has been an LBM production. Please like, subscribe, and share this show. Thanks for listening.